0: Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. That's why the multitudes came to Him and pressured Him and pushed on Him and crowded Him was because they knew, they knew that if they came to Him that no one would be denied. No one would be denied of healing or any other kind of thing that they came to God for. They know that they would not. With Pastor Jay Petty live by faith. We can take the Word of God and say, God, I'm applying this right now to this situation because this is the promise of your Word, God. This is the promise. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. Somewhere along this, we have to be convinced in our heart that the Word of God is unchangeable, and it's true, and it doesn't move. Now, let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday Sermon. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Interesting. If you don't know what God's will is, how are you gonna walk by faith? It's not a guessing game. Faith has never been a guessing game. It's not something that I, well, you know, I'm just gonna believe God for that, and I'm just gonna believe God for that. It has to be based upon something, and it has to be based upon God's will for your life as long as you know what God's will is for your life, you can believe God for those things, no matter what they may be. See? And so we talk about the Word, but all faith originates from the Word of God. That's what He's, he's given us, His Word. And out of that Word, He, he desires for us to believe Him. Believe him against all odds. Believe him against every odd, if you really want to know the truth. Because sometimes when we're in the midst of a faith fight or a faith walk, it, 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 it seems as though there are so many things that get in the way of that, see. So you have to begin with what is truly known. What is God's will about this thing I'm believing God for? Faith must rest upon the will of God alone. It has to rest in that place. It can't be some desire of some kind of wild thing that I want. Hey, Lord, I want a new car. So, Lord, I'm just going to believe you for that new car. Well, that's not necessarily anything to do with God's will for your life. We get back to basics of truth, and that's where we're going this morning, the basics of truth about the Word of God. We must know, and our faith must rest in the will of God alone. What is God's will for my life? What does God want me to walk? What does God want me to to appropriate? How does God want me to appropriate it? On and on and on. It's all there. It's just that we don't know how to get to it. And sometimes when he says things like, well, you know, if you speak to the mountain and you have faith, the mountain will move. Wow, really? So all of us have tried it, right? Who hasn't tried to speak to the mountain? In the name of Jesus, I want you to move. Now, come on. Right? We try to walk on water. Anybody ever tried to walk on water? Go out to the lake and put your foot on top, see see if you can do it. I mean, when we read the Bible and we read the Word of God, some of the things that that Jesus did, we want to try to do them ourselves. I mean, it's only normal. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And so I don't think it's so far-fetched at some point in our walk with God that we didn't try something that uh, we seem to not do too well at. Uh, Appropriating faith is not believing that God can. It has nothing to do with what God can do. You have to believe that he will do it. And that's the difference. It's kind of like, I'll give you a little story about that. If if I tell you today at the back of the door, when you guys go out today, I'm going to give each one of you a $100 bill. Now, well, I'm not saying I'm going to do that. I'm just saying, if I were to say that. And I had $100 bills in my hands up here. And I said, I'm just going to wait out there for you. And uh, so when you come, I'm going to give you, when you come by, I'm just going to give you $100. And, you know, the thing is, is you would know, if you if you know me, you would know that I'd be standing at the back door. I wouldn't run out that door. I'd wait at at the door, out the front door, I should say. And I'd wait there with my money. And as you would come, I would give you a $100 bill. What it would do is it would make the rest of those who are behind you believe that they were going to get $100 just like you. So everybody would line up, and they would take their money as they walk out the door. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Difference is, if you don't believe it, You never show up. And that's what happens to us in our faith. We say it, we pray it, but we're really not sure that that's really what God wants to do. We're not really sure that God's going to do that. And so we don't show up. Faith is an assurance. Assurance. An expectation, a confidence of things expected. Hear what I'm saying to you. It doesn't have to do with any of the circumstances out here. So if you're going to look out here for evidence for your faith, you're never going to see it. And you're going to be sadly, sadly broken by it because it doesn't exist out here. Faith only exists in the heart that is confident in what it expects. When Jesus walked the earth, and uh, let's say that uh, he was going to heal the leopards, they came to him expecting something from him. Now, it doesn't matter where they heard it from. It doesn't matter how they heard it. They just knew that he was the object of their faith and he knew that that he was the only one that could heal them and he knew they knew if they could get to him, they would find healing. That's why the multitudes came to him and pressured him and pushed on him and crowded him was because they they knew that if they came to him, that no one would be denied. No one would be denied of healing or any other kind of thing that they came to God for. They know that they would not. And so they would come by the multitudes. They would come, and they were expecting. They were confidently expecting from from Jesus what they were believing that he could do for them. Wow. Wow. You know, it's not like Israel was lacked the word of God because they had the word of God their whole life. They they had to go to Sunday school, so to speak. And they had to learn the first five books of the Torah. They had to they had to know that information. All the males did. Now some of them went on like Paul and became a scholar. But the point, but the point was is, is that they knew God. And they knew about God, and they knew what God could do, and they knew what God was possible to do, you see? In so much, they believed it so much, there was the pool of shalom, that, they, that the sick would wait there, expecting as soon as the water began to move, if they got in, they'd be healed. So they lived in that place of faith, even though they didn't recognize it so much as faith. Because the sick would go there. And and, and you get, we have the story of the one man who was healed. Because, but he said, every time the water moves, someone gets in before me. And I, and I have no way to get in. So I miss it. Well, the one who stirred the water was standing next to him. And so he got stirred up and got healed anyway. The point, he was there expecting to be healed. He was there with a confident, assured heart. That's the difference. You have to be assured here. Not because I tell you so or because anyone tells you so, but because the word of God tells you so. It has to come from the truth of the gospel message of his son no matter what it may be. And see, and so that's what he's saying. Without faith, I'm not saying this. The, the, now faith is the substance or the assurance or the confidence of things hoped or expected and the evidence of things not seen. You're not going to see it. Sorry, you're not going to see it out here. It's not coming to your door in some kind of physical evidence where you can feel it or see it. It's just not going to happen. It manifests here. And when it manifests here, the very thing that you begin to realize is that when you've got it here, you know that it's yours. You know that it belongs to you. You know, you know that it's going to happen. You know it. There's nobody, it's not a head thing, it's a heart thing. But the head has to be in agreement with it. God didn't, you know, even though faith is a heart issue because it's a spiritual issue, but the mind has to be engaged in the midst of this. You may be wondering why I'm saying all this. Because we need to be a people who walk by faith and not by sight. We need to be a people who know, when we know the will of God, we know that that's what God wants, and that's the object of the thing that we go after, no matter what it is. And I'm telling you this morning, if it is in the word of God, if it is in the will of God, if it is God's will for your life, you can let it lay on the shelf and never get it, or you can reach out and obtain it as it becomes the object of your view. The difference is it has to, it's like anything else, it's gotta consume you. Uh, You ever noticed how some things consume people? You know, I I really enjoy watching a craftsman, a real craftsman, say a woods craftsman. Uh, He's consumed by what he does. Uh, he's consumed by the fact that everything that he cuts, everything that he sands, everything that he puts together looks exactly the way he has pictured it in his mind. And he works at it diligently. You know that he thinks about it continuously. He's he applies himself on it and on it. In other words he's consumed by the objection by his the object of the thing that he's going after the end result of what he's looking at he sees it in his mind but it's not there yet one day he finishes it and he stands back and it's beautiful and everybody that looks at it says that's beautiful That is such a wonderful piece of of furniture, a wonderful piece of of whatever it is that, 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 that this person has built. It became the object of his faith. When the Word of God begins to consume your thinking based upon the will of God and you stay in that place there until it is performed, it will be. The longer you stay there, the more assured in your heart you'll become. And the more sure you become in your heart, the greater the expectation that will arise out of that. You can see it, In your mind, you can see it in your heart. You know it's coming. You know it's yours. You know that God's going to do this thing for you. You know it. Number one, what was it all based on? It was based upon the Word of God. How'd you get saved? I can tell you, you just didn't get saved one day. Somebody was telling you about Jesus. Jesus. And you were hearing about Jesus. And you are hearing about what Jesus does. And you were hearing that Jesus saves the lost. And you were hearing that all these stories about Jesus. And one day, one day when you were ready, the grace of God appeared. And faith arose in your heart because the word of God was already in your heart. And someone asked you, would you like to accept Jesus as your personal Savior? And the very thing that jumped out of your heart, the very thing that jumped out of your life was, yes! And you go, wow, did I say that? Nothing does, nothing, not, the faith never starts where there is no word. There has to be a word. Now, in... Um, uh, I want to say one other thing about Hebrews uh, 11, 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. What does that mean? That God alone moves by faith, period. Oh yes, He has grace, and He moves in His mercy, and He moves in all kinds of other things. And He's always working to get you to that place to believe, whatever it may be. He's always working through the power of His Spirit, through His Word, through others to encourage you to believe. But in the end the result, what God is waiting for on all of us is to simply believe what He says. Be funny, you know, the thing is if we could live by faith, we could take the word of God and say, God, I'm going to apply this right now to this situation because this is the promise of your word, God. This is the promise. This is what you're declaring in your word. And God, I'm going to stay there and I'm going to be consumed by that. I'm going to believe that until it happens, God, until it is performed. That's what God is looking for from us. I know that's a little hard for us to believe, right? Here's what he said in Mark eleven twenty-one. 21. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt, does not doubt, does not walk in fear, not listening to the elements around them or the things that see, appear to be around you, but uh, not doubt, better get back to where I'm at, but believes in his heart. Believes those things that he says will come to pass. Listen. First, you have to believe it in your heart. Secondly, you have to believe that it's going to come to pass. Different story, isn't it? See, we, we... sometimes make it a little bit hard on ourselves because we think it's such a simple thing. It's not. Faith is not a simple thing. Faith is a lot more difficult than we really, than we really want to give evidence to. I and mean, even when we try to walk by faith, it seems like sometimes we don't, we're not getting to that place where we're walking because it seems like it's elusive and it's moving, and we can't seem to capture it. Sometimes we get discouraged by it, and sometimes we get upset by it. But the point is, is that it's very really simple. Number one, you have to believe it in your heart. And secondly, you have to believe that it's going to come to pass. In other words, I know that that thing is going to happen. I know that God's going to move that mountain. I know that that's what his word has promised me. So, God, I believe that. God, I, I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the circumstances say. I don't care what's, what's happening around me, Lord. I am convinced in my heart, and I'm convinced that it's the will of God, and I'm convinced, God, that you're going to do this thing. You're going to do it. Now that's faith. I don't care how you color it. When you get to that place, that's faith, and that's what moves the mountain. It's not saying to the mountain, "Move!" Well, I guess not. Well, I guess that ain't going to happen. It's not faith. Faith you have to be convinced of. Because I will tell you what: there's always going to be the test that comes in the midst of faith when you begin to walk. So the little, little, those little things like Jonah when he was in the belly of the well. He's, he's got all the stuff in the stomach and all the stomach that he's sitting in and all the seaweed and everything else. He's sitting in, the, in this fish, right? And he's saying you can't listen you can you can look at those things they're nothing but a bunch of lies when it comes to god it's just a lie if you're going to look with your eyes whatever you see is just a lie it's going it's, it's going to rob you from the truth of what god has promised you and so what did what did what did um, our brother do he's began to praise god he began to thank God. He began to face what he would could if he could have. If he knew which way north was or where the where the the uh, Israel the Jerusalem was. See, if he would have, but he believed it, so he started giving God thanksgiving. Thank you, God, for hearing my prayer. Thank you, God, because this situation is just a situation. Thank you, God. It may look like things are going downhill, but, Lord, they're not. Because, God, you are still the God of heaven. You're still a God of almighty power. You're still the God who controls the mind of the fish. You're still the God. You are, God. And I'm giving you thanksgiving and praise because Lord, I know what you want me to do and I repent of my further my actions that preceded this and I'm telling you, God, I will go to jo- uh, uh, Nineveh and I will preach the gospel. What'd God do? He caused that fish to get on the seashore and that, next thing you know, Jonah's on the beach. You're no different than Jonah. I don't know why we think we are. The same thing that moved God in Jonah's life, the same thing that's got to move God in your life. When God told the Israelites to march around uh, the city seven times and on the seventh day seven times and, and blow the ram's horn, they had to do that all by faith. They, they were never going to get the wall to fall Until they walked out by faith, what God told them to do. I think it was Elijah Elijah who healed Naaman. He looked at Naaman. He walked out and said, dip seven times in the water. Naaman didn't like that. He got upset with him. He says, man, I've come all this way, and you just tell me to dump myself. He says, dump yourself seven times in the water if you want to be healed. Period. In other words, Naaman had to believe the Word of God. He had to believe what uh, uh, Elijah was telling him. Somewhere along this, we have to be convinced in our heart that the Word of God is unchangeable, and it's true, and it doesn't move just because we are not completely in line with what it says. That's the problem with this. We're we're not willing to stake everything on what we believe. Uh-oh, I'm running out of time. So this is what it says. That he will... Uh, Let's go let's back up. Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you say to this mountain, be, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he says, they will come to pass. He will have whatever he says. I think that's pretty simple for us to understand. It's not because I say it. It's because I believe it. There's some is and the basis of my belief has to be in the will of God and what the Word of God says. That's why we preach the gospel because we believe that God wants to save the lost. That's why we teach Sunday school classes because we believe that God wants to save those children. And it moves us to do those things to see that action of God in their lives. Well, it also says here, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you have received them and you have them. God, I'm praying today for my children. Lord, I'm asking you for their salvation. God I know that your son came to save the lost. And Lord I know that he that the Holy Spirit is is a spirit of conviction. I know that, Lord. But Lord I'm specifically praying for my children, for my family, Lord. My 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 mom, my dad, my my cousins, whatever. I'm praying for them, Lord, that they would receive the gospel message. And Lord, here's the promise that the promise is to them who are near and to those who are far away. The promise is to my children, Lord. And so, Lord, I'm holding them up before you. And I'm believing by faith, Lord, that you're going to save them. Because let me tell you what you're going to see when you start praying that prayer. You're going to see every evidence that that's never going to happen. I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen they're going to go party they're going to go do whatever they want to do that's what they're going to do and 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 the thing the thing that becomes evident to you is that the only thing that you have is the promise of God's word that God says that that he'll save my children he'll save my family he'll save them to the uttermost what did Paul, what happened when Paul came out to the uh, Out of the prison, he said, you and your house shall be saved. There's a promise in there for our homes, for our children. There's a promise for our grandchildren. There's a promise for our communities. See, it's when we really begin to move by faith in that, in those promises, and begin to get our hearts full of expectation of his will being conformed we begin to see the evidence when people start coming to the cross. I go on about faith. Faith touches every area of our life, physically, mentally, spiritually, all around us in every way. Why? Because faith is what God expected you and I to walk in and move in. You ever know that little thing that comes in your life, that little test? that little thing that comes knocking at your door. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I don't have enough money. Or whatever, whatever it may be. Somewhere along the line, you gotta believe that every need, every one of your needs will be met in Christ Jesus every physical need, every spiritual need, every uh, mental need, every social need, every need in your life will be met in Him. When you get that in your heart and you begin to believe that God's going to meet your need, God's going to give you the direction and uh, he's going to show you how to get there. And one day you're going to wake up and you're going to see, God took care of that. 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 I'm no longer wandering here in some place trying to find my way because I know that God is my God and I know his will for my life and I am my object is the my object is his word my object is believing his word well you know when we get to that place things begin to shake and the enemy begins to attack He's going to try to get you to listen to the lies. I'll finish with this this morning, A story of, of uh, Peter. Because this is what happens to us. Matthew fourteen twenty-eight says, And Peter answered and said to him, Lord, if it is you. See, Peter was smart enough to know that if Jesus said it, he could do it. That's the word of God. Jesus is the word, right? So Jesus is the word of God. So Peter knew that if the word of God told him he could do something, he would be able to. And it says, Lord, if it is you, command me (laughs) to come to you on the water. So he said to Peter, come. He said to the blind man, "Receive your sight." He said to Lazarus, "Rise up and walk." Shall I go on? That's what he says. That's what happens. That's what will always happen. And so, Peter, and when Peter. When Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on water. Peter walked on water. He got out and he was just, wow, check this out. (laughs) I bet he didn't quite do it that way. I bet he was just there totally amazed that he could stand on top of it. But then it says, but when he saw the wind, when he saw the evidence that said this isn't going to happen, when he saw what the direction that others were taking, when he saw all the circumstances that surrounded that situation. You get the point? It's what you're seeing. It's destroying your faith. When he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. He began to see, and he began to feel. How many of you have some real strong emotions in your life? Anybody in here? Oh man, you can move people with those things, and you don't even have to say a word, right? <laughs> right? They can tell just by looking. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, well, you know, the uh, emotions speak very loudly, even if nothing's said. But they also constitute what we feel. And what we feel, when it opposes the truth, is a lie. It'll cause you to sink. It's just not, I'm afraid of the circumstances. I'm afraid of what's going to happen. I'm afraid. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. The whole world's going to crumble in on me. And, and you know, Lord, I'm just overwhelmed by this. I, I just can't handle this anymore, Lord. It's just too much, God. All your focus is in the wrong place. Your focus isn't in the truth. Your focus isn't in the word. Your object should be your faith in what God has said. But your object is none of those things. It's in what you feel and what you see. So your faith's been canceled out. You're like, you're like Peter. You're going under. You're sinking. And you start crying, oh, God, help me. Oh, God, help me. Then you get mad at him even when he pulls you up out of the water. At some place along this walk with God, we have to realize that we have some responsibility in the midst of this. And the one thing he said, one thing he said, he said, this is the work of God, to believe in the one he sent. In other words, to believe in what Jesus says and what Jesus has done. We're supposed to be doing what Jesus did. But you know, you've got to believe. You've got to believe that. You've got to believe that's for you. You've got to believe that, that you're one of those people that God has chosen to walk that way and to live that way. That you can do the same things that Jesus did. It's just walk the way he walked. Think the way he thinks. Live the way he lived. Who? Jesus. He told them before he left, he says, uh, he says preach the gospel. Go ye therefore to all the world and preach the gospel, teaching them to observe all that I have taught you. You know what that meant? That everything they saw Jesus do was now their job to teach other disciples That very same thing. Where did it begin with? Faith. Where did Jesus live at? By faith. Why did he keep saying to his his disciples, Where is your faith? You go do it. You go take care of it. You do this, you do that. Isn't it amazing that as Christians we miss that very simple truth? We're supposed to believe. We're honestly supposed to believe what the Bible tells us. And we're supposed to honestly believe and not let go of it. And we're not supposed to be listening to the lies of the enemy speaking all the circumstances around us. We're supposed to be holding true to the object of our faith whatever that may be. And when I'm saying whatever that may be, because I'm telling you, every day in your life, you have an opportunity to walk by faith. You're every Every day in your life, you're faced with this and you're faced with that. But God has given you answers in his word, What, how to walk that out. If you need wisdom, he tells you where to go get it. And you have to stay there. God, I believe that your wisdom belongs to me. I believe Jesus is my wisdom. I believe that, God, in this situation, you're going to show me and you're going to share with me. I could go on and on about the word of God. But the whole problem with the church is being is being saved is almost enough and so we have such a difficult time in our walk with God because God is trying to get us to respond to him trying to get us to respond to him And the enemy is trying to take us on a long ride. I'll say this little secret. You have an inheritance from God, and it belongs to you. And don't allow the enemy of your soul to steal it from you, because... He will if he can. Don't let him steal God's peace. Don't let him steal God's love. Don't let him steal God's joy. Don't let him steal God's patience that he's given to you. Don't let him steal the promise of his word that he's given to you. Don't let him steal the covenant that he made with his father on your behalf so that you could walk in this inherited right as the saints of God. Jesus said you got to pick up your cross and follow me. And that's the simple truth. Think about this. You think, I have to preach this message again. <laughs> I promise you it won't come out the same way. <laughs> think about what I'm saying to you this morning. If you really want change... You really want change, the only one who can any, in any way change it is God. And when you begin to believe his word, and realizes word means, what it says, and you just begin to accept it and it becomes the object of your focus, of your faith. And you stand in there no matter what. You don't listen to the lies going on around you. You don't listen to the circumstances. You just stay there. And you begin to see that thing performed in your life. It's gonna change you. Sometimes faith is above us about changing us. And sometimes it's about God performing through us. Whatever faith is sent to do, that's what it's meant to do. Basic truth, basic truth. That's a basic principle of truth. And if you miss this truth, you know what's gonna happen? You're gonna struggle with faith throughout your walk with God. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.